Hello and welcome to another episode of the Average Joe Football Show. I'm your host, Joe Fair. Thank you guys so much for tuning in to another episode of Mario Andretti's favorite football yeah, podcast. Dude. Yeah. I'm joined once again, obviously, by my illustrious producer, Joe Teason. How's it going, Joe? Quite well. That's quite well. Who's uh, Mario Andretti? Mario Andretti. Mario Andretti. Yeah. I believe he's an F1 driver. Okay. Yeah. yeah I, I believe. I could be wrong. I know he's a race car driver. Yeah. They talk about him in some country songs. What? Um, yeah. Well, one. Name, that I know yeah, of. Okay. Name more than one. It's the one by Alan Jackson. He says, Daddy, Daddy, let me drive. And he says, I was Mario Andretti. Mario Andretti, he's one of the most famous racers ever. Also, notoriously really short, I'm pretty sure. Really? Like 5'3". No way. So, yeah. Do you need stilts to drive? <laughs> yeah. Press down a, on He the... had a custom car. He had like one of those little mini cars <laughs> compared to everybody else. Nice. Yeah. That's how he was so good. He could just <laughs> swear around everybody. Yeah. Beep, beep. You know? Yeah. Probably had an easy time parking as well, right? <laughs> Am I right? Yeah. A I lot of parking goes on with yeah, in in those F1 races. F1? Yeah. Was... Maybe he was also a NASCAR driver at some point. I'm not sure. I don't think F1 has been long that long. Like, it has been around that long okay. for Alan Jackson to be. Yeah, no. Formula One, it's been around for a long time. I'm yanking your chain, Joe. Okay, man. I can never tell. But, um, nice. You got an ad? Yeah, no, I'm just watching uh, Monday Night Football. It hasn't started yet, so there's a uh, commercial for The Good Doctor right now. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah, no, that's uh, the show's on CTV, which is a Canadian. Canadian, 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 Canadian uh, channel, I believe. Yeah. CTV is a Canadian channel. Canadian, Canadian TV. TV is that what it stands for? No. Okay. Yeah, no, it definitely does. Okay. Uh, well, at least something along those lines. But um, speaking of F one, <laughs> um, you watch it? No. Nope. No. No. You? <laughs> yeah. Well, no, not really. But I. Okay. Can you name any drivers? Yeah. Um, Hamilton. Oh, isn't it like Alexander, Alexander? Alexander Hamilton. It's Lewis Hamilton. Lewis Hamilton. Alexander Where did I get Hamil- Alexander Hamilton. That's from the musical Hamilton. Is that what his yeah. name is? Name is Alexander Hamilton. And then something. Okay. Yeah. No, never seen. A it. lot of people really like that um, Hamilton musical. Never watched it. Yeah. Never been much of a musical guy. <laughs> yeah. Myself. I like Frozen. Frozen was good. Yeah. But I mean like live. Yeah. No. Musicals. I don't. I mean like Disney musicals. Coco, oh. really like that Coco? one. Coco, yeah, don't no, even think. Haven't seen Disney. Coco. Highly recommend. Really good. I think good. Coco is Pixar. Yeah, Disney Pixar. Yep, Disney. Oh yeah. Yeah, Disney Maybe Pixar. You're right. Yeah. What's the other one? DreamWorks. DreamWorks. Not DreamWorks. I don't think. I don't know. Well, yeah, there's DreamWorks. Yeah, no, I know, but I don't think Coco is the DreamWorks one. And there's a Studio but then Ghibli. Again, who cares, Ghibli? Well, yeah, I wouldn't really put it on the same level. As no, yeah, but it's like, it's like the Japanese Disney, pretty yeah. much, is what it is. <laughs> Do they make? Probably money like that. Yeah. Oh yeah. Well, like Japan, yeah. But it would be yen. Yeah. Actually, because it's Japanese. Mm. So yeah, it's not like it's not called money. It's called yen there. I learned that uh, the Korean is. You know what the Korean currency Wons. is? Won. Won. Yeah. W O N. You know Wons. what the Chinese currency is? Uh, dollars. I think shekels. <laughs> I have no idea. <laughs> it's quid. <laughs> quid. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> quid and pounds. Yeah. Wait, is the UK different from Europe? Listen, man, I don't even know what the UK right, is. Okay, wait, I know the UK is in Europe, but I mean, like, you know what I mean? Like, is is the is 
United Kingdom. I don't know. We got to be careful because we've already sounded pretty stupid on this podcast at times. So ah, I don't even really understand curious. how the UK, England, Britain. What is? How does that even work? I don't even get all that. Actually, I've I've actually flew over it once. So I well. <laughs> So that they're kind of like they're yeah. like an island. No, I understand. They're, they're like separate. What are they called? Is all is the what United I'm Kingdom. Yeah. So what's Britain then? There's the another United... name. What do you mean for them? Well, in the United Kingdom, there's Britain, and then there's also. So are they one country? No. What? There's Britain, and then there's Ireland. Yeah. Northern Ireland. But they're di- so they're Wales. separate countries. Uh, there are different a few on there. Yep. But why? Though, so then why do they get to be called the United Kingdom? Okay. I don't make the rules, <laughs> Joe. You know? Th- and I'm just saying, that's the part I don't understand. Well, if there's any listeners from Europe or the UK that knows more than we do about it, then just... Which is probably almost anybody. You don't even really have to be from there to know more than us true. about it. But um, Lewis Hamilton, he's a young... He's a, I thought he was really, really young, but apparently he's pretty average. Pretty average <laughs> in yeah. age? Yeah. Like, what does that mean? Like, 40? Hey, Siri. How old is Lewis Hamilton? 36. He's 36. I I'm thought he was like a 20-something year old, average like young. It's it's a young-sounding name, Lewis Hamilton. I know. I always thought he looked super young too. Yeah. But um, yeah. Yeah. For those of you that are listening, he doesn't. I didn't even see a picture of him, but. Oh. Um, yeah, this is the average show football show. We talk about football at some point. We're gonna bring on somebody who knows what they're talking about when it comes to football. We kick this other guy off the pod. Uh, my good buddy Joe, the producer of the show, the guy that makes this show go tick. Without him, it goes from tick, tick, tick to tick, tick, boom. It doesn't happen. Thank There's you. no show. Thanks, so Joe. We're going to talk about week five and all the all that happened in week five. We're going to talk about a, a a segment that we're doing in this week called Contenders or Pretenders. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's clever, Joe. Is this team going to compete for the Super Bowl or not? Or are they just pretending to compete for the Super Bowl? Going to talk about that and all the other good stuff surrounding Week 5 when we bring Mike on in the football aspect of this podcast. But you guys know how we do. If you listen to this show, we like to start off the show with a little banter, a little back and forth with my good buddy Joe, with my good producer my illustrious producer joe um and uh yeah so speaking of tick 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 we made a tick tick talk account no. you can find us on tick tick talk at um average average joe show no you can't you can't we're on tick tock you can't well i made the account okay so you can if fine you want to make you want to run it yeah okay what are you going to put on there Exclusive content. <laughs> like what? Well, mostly just going to put links, like post links to our Patreon. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> the whole thing is just links to our Patreon. Yeah. Like, uh, like hey, guys, go follow our show. There's going to be like, just tons of videos. Like, hey, guys, go ahead and follow our show. Smash <laughs> that like button. It's the same video over and over again. <laughs> hey guys. So many times with different hashtags. See if I can get into the algorithm to get on the For You page. Dude. <laughs> It's just like different things. It's like, hey, uh, if you want to see a really cool life hack, click the link, and every single link is just... Automatically subscribes to the average (laughs) football show. Gotcha. Automatically subscribes to our Patreon. The second you click that link, you're paying for it. So... (laughs) Yeah. Second, you click that link, it sends you. It sends us all of your credit card info. <laughs> yeah. so, Whether you put your credit card on there or not, it's less of a TikTok account, more of like a like a scam, <laughs> more like, of a. It's actually scheme. run by a bot, also. Yeah. So, <laughs> well, yeah, we have nothing to do with it. If there's any comments on, you know, it's not really. It's kind of just a bot. <laughs> yeah, it's it's less of a social media account and more of a pyramid scheme. Yeah, where of we sorts. Take, where we take your money and we don't yeah. give it back. Wow. Yeah. 
It's not a borrow situation. Uh, no, it sounds kind of like rude or like bad when you say it like that. But well, listen, we're not giving it back. No, that's true. Yeah, but uh, it just is what it is. Uh, we don't have a Patreon, so I don't know if anybody wants to set one up for us or how does <laughs> yeah. that work. I don't know how. Or GoFundMe. <laughs> no, it's it's different. Well, I have tried to set up a, a Patreon, but uh, to set up a Patreon, you need Patreon content. Oh. We hardly have time to make normal weekly content, yeah. Joe. How are we supposed to make bonus content for Listen, a Patreon? Man. Yeah, life's busy. We don't have time for a Patreon. Nobody's going to pay us for it. Yeah. So, yeah. Make sure you guys <laughs> make sure you guys leave us a five-star rebating, uh, <laughs> a review, Revating. a rating, uh, subscribe. Please, subscribe to the show. What the heck are you doing? If you're listening to the show every week and you're not subscribed, you're literally just wasting your own time. And ours. You are. You're wasting your time. Don't even listen to the show if yeah. you're not subscribed. Because literally, if you hit the subscribe button, if you're listening on Apple Podcasts, it does all the hard work for you. All your dumb little brain has to do at that point. Sorry. Just trying to go with the harsh. Yeah. No, keep going. All your silly little monkey brain has to do is press on the episode. That's all you have to do. That's all you have to try to figure out because it literally downloads the show for you every single week. And if week. you don't want to listen, you don't even have to press on the show. You can just subscribe <laughs> yeah. and then leave it. We don't care if you listen. Uninstall the app. I oh, don't even yeah. care. <laughs> all we care is about the download. Yeah. Just put it on your subscribe other phone. And, yeah. I don't put care. Put it on your burner phone. Yeah. I don't care. Listen, man. We're not we don't need feedback. We just yeah. want we just want the clout. Yeah. We just need the numbers, really. Yeah. That's all. All you are is a number to us. Yeah. Listener. Um, so and we need numbers, but so, we do, yeah. and that's kind of an encouragement. Is you are a number, but we need numbers. No, we need. Listen, yeah, we so, need you. Really, without numbers, you know, we're nothing. Yeah, I love and this. Without you, you're not. Oh, uh, uh, sorry, I'm taking <laughs> Without you, we are nothing. Yeah, I love that. At the at the end of each show, Mike is always super appreciative of the people that listen. He's like, yeah. "Hey guys, thank you so much for listening. I have so much fun." Yes, and, me and you, <laughs> me and you at the top of the show are just like you, stupid idiots. Yeah, subscribe to the show. If not, what are you? Why are yeah. you wasting your time? Stop being selfish. Yeah, it is. We selfish. work so hard for you, <laughs> for this. Yeah. Hit the freaking subscribe button. It's like a help a brother out situation. I'll exactly. scratch your back, you scratch <laughs> mine. <laughs> it's like, and we've honestly done a lot of scratching. Yeah. And uh, my back is itchy. Yeah. And I've been itching this entire yeah. time. I know. And it's just, no satisfaction of getting your back itched. So please, please itch our back. Also follow us on Instagram and Twitter. Don't do a whole lot of stuff on Instagram. Not gonna lie. Twitter though, I'm trying to post funny stuff. Doesn't get uh, the respect it deserves, in my opinion. Uh, at underscore average Joe show. Uh, follow Joe on. Um, I've erased all my social except for Facebook. Okay. So I'm all not right. gonna accept any friend requests on Facebook. <laughs> at just, this at this time. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not ac- accepting any questions at this time yeah. either. I'm off the social. Okay. I think it's toxic. I think it's rotting kids' brains. I agree. Um, I think everybody should be off of it, young and old. Um, I don't believe in it. Wow, that's a long drive. Big touchdown run for Jonathan Taylor as we're talking right now. Wow. Holy smokes, the Colts are just going to do a little upset situation here. Um, Yeah, no, I agree. Social media is bad, but uh, if it wasn't for this podcast. I could go on an entire an hour rant or conversation about how much I dislike um, media, no, social I agree. media. I agree. But um, we don't this literally is the average Joe yeah. football show, so we're going to talk about stupid football Yeah, instead. we've already gone much too long with this <laughs> intro. Some other podcasts are like two minutes in. They're like, you guys talked for five minutes, and you didn't talk any football. And it's like, yikes. You're going to hate this yeah, show. <laughs> if that's you, 
I would find a different show. Yeah. Because wow. But still subscribe. But yeah. like don't like yeah. Yeah. Find a different show, but sit first subscribe. It's not that hard. Yeah. You can It's not even inconvenient for no. you. Like eventually I think the phone just deletes them if you don't listen. It's maybe. I don't know. Yep. Who cares? You have so much storage on your phone, you're fine. Yeah. Just hit the subscribe button. Uh but without further ado, Joe, unless you have any last minute remarks. <clears throat> last minute remarks. What minute remark? Oh yeah, no. Sorry, I didn't hear you the first time. Well, uh, yeah. Um, no, like I'm good. I think I said all I need to say. Um, yeah, I think we should get on to some football talk. All right, let's bring Mike in and talk a little football. We've made it almost entirely through five weeks of the NFL season. By the time you're listening to it, we've made it through five weeks. Uh, we still have the Monday Night Football game as we're recording this right now, but I'm joined, obviously, by my good friend, Mike. Mike, how's it going? Joe, it is going great over here on this side of the border. We are just living life to the fullest. I know we didn't get the uh, fun Thanksgiving weekend that you Canadians got, but we're <laughs> uh, about three weeks out from that, and we get an extra day off, so I cannot wait. Yeah. But life has been good. It's been solid. Very good. Yeah, I was saying bragging about my thanksgiving but then when it comes down to it the american thanksgiving you guys get basically a month off for that so then you guys will get to do the bragging and you have a bunch of football on uh, which is nice because we don't have extra special football when for canadian thanksgiving uh, unless you watch the cfl but who's gonna do that uh you know yeah no <laughs> we don't we don't watch that no uh, we no, no 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 yeah no but uh i don't know uh how you enjoyed football if you how much football you watch this weekend uh, what was your thoughts on week five of the NFL season? Joe, I actually watched quite a bit of football this week. Um, and let me tell you, it was quite the rough week for me. Uh, as we'll get to <laughs> yeah. later, probably in the show with Pickums. Uh, I enjoyed, I enjoyed a lot of football this week. Like football was fun to watch, but it, it was hard to watch if, if I'm going according to my picks, cause it was just such a down week for me. <laughs> um, but what about you? How much football did you watch this week? Oh yeah. I, you know, I try to watch as much as I can. Um, I had Monday off, so I got to do a lot more. Like I got to watch almost like basically highlights and 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 f- like film of every game, which is something that's tough when I'm working full time. But now that with the extra day off, I had a ton of time to go back and watch all the games. So I feel like I'm just I'm really prepared for today's episode. You know what I'm saying? But no, it's been you talked about uh your picks and how it was a rough week for your picks and we'll get into that at the end of the show we'll pick week six as well uh it's been a weird season i feel like we've said that every single episode but it's been tough to predict a lot of craziness and that did not change here in week five no no that that definitely did not change i mean we saw some great football we saw some good games we saw some blots we saw some teams pulling other players into the end zone to help them score (laughs) Um, we saw it was, I'm, I'm telling you a lot of, a lot of great football and fun football, a lot of injuries too. I noticed there was a lot yeah. of injuries this week. Um, it sucked to watch that, but I mean, it's part of the game. You know, you, you, yeah. you know, you, you play football, you know, the risk of getting hurt, um, is there, but you know, all in all, it was another successful week. And as you know, we're, we're on Monday, uh, on to Monday and we got the Ravens and the, the Colts playing. Um, I just, 
I, I love watching football, and I'm so sad that we're already through five weeks. Yeah, it's crazy how quick it went by. It's uh, it, Before you know it, we're going to be talking about playoffs and the playoff chase, and then we're going to be in the off season again, and we're going to miss football so much. I feel like sometimes I stress myself up, out so much, uh, and I was talking to Joe about this before we started recording. I stress myself so uh, stress myself out so much trying to prep for the podcast, and like, oh, I want to be as prepared as possible, and I forget sometimes. Just enjoy football. Like football is really fun and awesome, and you and I can sometimes forget it. And the reason that we do this podcast is because we love football, and football is so fun, even when your team is garbage. Uh, Dolphins fans, there's so much good football to be watched. You don't have to waste your time watching bad football because there's a lot of good stuff on TV at the same time. Yeah, yeah, no, that's that's true, Joe. I mean, like you alluded to, the Dolphins, yeah, that was... <laughs> I will say I was right. I said the first half was going to be close. Hey, yeah, you did and say then, that. You did say and that. then it was quite the blowout after. It was quite the embarrassing way to finish the game. I mean, yeah. Tom Brady set a new personal record for himself. Uh, yeah. But one game, one game yeah. that was quite interesting for me was actually Thursday night's game. Uh, if you want to jump right into it, yes, where we had the uh, the Seahawks and Rams playing, and uh, good old healthy Russell Wilson uh, ended up missing like half the game, and he's not going to be starting for like the next four to six weeks or whatever it was, was it six to eight weeks with his finger middle finger injury. Yeah, um, I believe they reported anywhere from three to three to eight weeks. So oh, okay. Yeah, he's gonna he's gonna miss his first uh, game, I think, of his career. Yeah. Um, but hey, we got to see Geno Smith come back <laughs> in and play some football. And me and Joe know a lot about Geno as he used to torch the AFC East with the Jets. <laughs> I mean, was absolutely the dominant. Um, but no, listen, he man, came in this listen, game man, you joke. and he played solid. You joke. He never torched the Patriots, but there was one game I very clearly remember. It was the last game of the season, and Geno Smith had the greatest game of his career against the Miami Dolphins, completely torched him. I think he had a perfect passer rating in that game. So listen, you may joke because he never beat the Patriots, but there was one game where he torched the Dolphins. Well, I will say, Joe, I think he's the only quarterback to ever beat Tom Brady uh, is it rookie quarterback or only quarterback to ever beat Tom Brady in the playoffs? I think it was rookie quarterback or something. He he did something against the Patriots that no one has ever, like no <laughs> other quarterback had ever done as a rookie or something like that. I read a stat somewhere. I, 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 th- I like, think I saw something like that too, that, they, that he had like the best numbers against against Bill Belichick or Tom Brady as a rookie or yeah, something like that. It yeah, was something. So. Listen, Geno I'm Smith, you. he's underrated, man. <laughs> uh, dude, and I, I tweeted about it. I tweeted about it during the game. Put Gino in, get rid of Russ. Gino was cooking. I mean, Gino came in, and it's like the Rams' defense just couldn't rush anymore. Like, he had such an effect on the game, they didn't even know how to pass rush. Where was Aaron Donald that last <laughs> quarter and a half? Yeah. I mean, they disappeared. That's true. Let, okay, so let's 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 kind of set the scene here of what happened on Thursday. And this game happened a while ago, so by the time you guys listen to this, it's been almost a week since the since the game happened. So we'll try not to spend too terribly much time yeah. on this game. But it is a game that's worth talking about because it was a big divisional matchup between the Los Angeles Rams and the Seattle Seahawks. The Rams, we haven't even talked about yet, did come out on top 26-17. to 17. Uh, 
this game was pretty chaotic to start off the first uh, first half. Kind of a slow 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 start. Uh, no scoring in the first quarter, um, and then a couple uh, near the end of near the end of the or sorry, in the, uh, around the middle point I think of the second quarter. Uh, Matthew Stafford was, had been kind of struggling in this game. He th- tries to throw a ball away into the end zone, and it gets intercepted, which is a bad. If you're trying to throw the ball away and it gets intercepted, that's a bad look. And then Russell Wilson on the very next drive throws an interception. So just pure chaos to start the game. And then in the second half, the team's kind of got got things going a little bit. But then Russell Wilson uh, smacks his hand off. Was it off Aaron Donald's helmet, I believe? Yep. It yep. was. Yeah, it, it was, was off his hand. It was off his hand. Oh, off his hand. Oh, goodness. Yeah. And his finger did not look well. Like, it looked, I don't know, it was bending in a way that your finger does not look like it's supposed to bend. And, you know, you talked about Russell Wilson. This is the first game he's going to miss in his entire career. He's never missed a regular season start. Uh, but Geno Smith came into this game, and he kind of played well. Like, I was stunned. Like, he literally looked better than Russell Wilson had looked like uh, up, up to that point in that game. Oh, absolutely. It's not even a question. And I I told I, me and my buddies were watching the game. I was like, watch, Geno Smith's going to come in. He's going to cook. He's going to show everyone that he, still, he can still play. And they laughed at me. And then when he scored a touchdown, they didn't laugh anymore. And then he started driving again. I was like, what did I tell you? Man's beast. I love I mean, you being so confident he's like, about Gino. He's like the younger, he's like a younger Tom Brady, but with legs. I mean, I, <laughs> the man go. can play Joe. Listen, uh, you do joke. Gino Smith, I don't think, the thing about Gino Smith, I don't think he's a good quarterback, and I know you're over-exaggerating a little bit. I don't think he, he's not a complete disaster. He's okay to have no. as a backup quarterback. There are worse Absolutely. situations. Like, I know the Seahawks are in a rough spot. Russell Wilson will probably be out uh, for, you know, anywhere from three to eight weeks. There are much worse backup quarterbacks than you can that you could have than Geno Smith. Uh, and Joe, I, let me tell you, the man can take a hit. We all know that from getting punched in the face in New York. So they should <laughs> exactly. not have to worry about finding a replacement. The man exactly, can take Exactly, 100%. Uh, but no, it was it was a big time win for the Los Angeles Rams. Uh, they kind of separate them and the the Cardinals. The last few weeks have kind of separated themselves from the Seahawks and the 49ers in that division. They're kind of at the top. The other te- two teams, I think, got some work to do to make up some ground in that division. But who would have guessed that this Thursday night game would end with the crowd at one point uh, chanting Gino, Gino, Gino? I don't know yeah. if you heard that. The cr- the crowd chanting Gino. Uh, I I did not hear the let or the Geno Smith chants, but I I think it's because I was busy being too loud doing my own. You were Gino you chants. were chanting yourself, very good. Uh, but it did end unfortunately. Tyler Lockett slipped on a route. Gino ends up throwing an interception that that what that ended the game. Uh, <laughs> what's that face? Mark? More of a controversial knee tripping call that we okay. we don't need to get into, okay. but. The ultimate Geno defender here, Mike. We could just talk the rest of the podcast about Geno Smith, I think. I didn't know you were this passionate about Geno Smith. Joe, on an overreaction Monday, I have to be yeah, passionate listen, about Geno Smith. That's what we do. And for the for the Seahawks, uh, you know, I think there were some lessons to be learned in this game. That's how much Russell Wilson, as good as Geno Smith did play, and he looked really good in this game, I think Russell Wilson is a really big part of this team. Like he is, oh, you, you talked about before the season, him being the most valuable player to any team. It's gonna to be tough without him. I think this 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 roster is there's some big time holes in this roster, and if he's out for closer to eight weeks, I don't I don't think this team can even sniff the playoffs without Russell Wilson. 
their next three games, which Russell Wilson, I think at most will be out three games. I don't know if they've put him on IR yet. I would assume that they probably will if they haven't. But if they do, he'll be out for at least three weeks. Uh, his next, The next three games for Seattle are Pittsburgh, New Orleans, and Jacksonville, which are actually three games that are fairly winnable. So you're hoping Geno can hold it together. But that kind of wraps up recapping uh, the Thursday night game. Why don't we move on, uh, Mike, if you're ready, move on to some, oh, yeah. some of the Sunday night games. And I want to start things off um, in Los Angeles for potentially what could be the game of the year uh, when it's all said and done. That was the Cleveland Browns going into SoFi Stadium in Inglewood, California, and they put on a show with the Los Angeles Chargers, a 47-42 to victory for the Los Angeles Chargers. Justin Herbert continues to be an absolute shooting star. He is unbelievable. 26 for 43, 398 yards, four touchdowns. Uh, Mike Williams has an incredible game. He has 165 yards to the air and two touchdowns. And then Austin Eckler, that guy, okay, that guy's unbelievably underrated. I don't know, like this season really really came to my attention how unbelievable Austin Eckler really is that guy is really really good yeah yeah for sure and uh, I would just like to uh, tell everyone that I told you so (laughs) Um, you know I feel like there was a lot of haters out there when I said that the Chargers were going to win the division um, of all the chief bandwagoners as we must say Um, and I mean hey look at these Chargers go four and one absolutely bolted up right now bolted all the way up Justin Herbert dominated in this game. He looked amazing. But, hey, I don't want to discredit what the Browns did. I, I, I saw somewhere, uh, what was it? Bart Scott, I think, said that uh, Baker Mayfield is a quarterback or is a replaceable quarterback. How can someone do such, like, how can someone do less with so much more on his offense? Like, I'm like, what are you talking about? Whoa. The man had 305 yards, two touchdowns, 23 for 32. Nick Chubb, 161, a touchdown. Uh, David Njoku, 149, 149 yards off seven catches and a touchdown. They put up 42 points. Yeah. Was Baker supposed to go out there with a half-torn le- half shoulder and play defense? I mean, hard to win football games when your defense is giving up 47 points. Yeah, that is a little... I, I, I'm not totally 100% sold on Baker as like a, fran- a franchise quarterback, but I've always been a Baker fan. I liked him coming out of the draft. He was my favorite quarterback in that draft. And I think that's a ridiculous statement to say that Baker Mayfield is is a replaceable quarterback at this one. To me, Baker Mayfield, he's a very, very good quarterback. And I think he's struggled the last few weeks, so people kind of forget uh, what he's capable of doing. But when he's going, he's one of the most accurate quarterbacks in the NFL. And, yeah, that is not – I mean, in what – like, I understand they have weapons and they have a good offensive line, but they're missing a lot at receiver. I know he has Odell Beckham, but, I mean, they haven't been able to get much going there as far as that goes. But I, yeah. I don't know. I wouldn't say that he's not able to do anything, especially scoring 42 points against what is a, a pretty good defense in Los Angeles. But I yeah. thought it was it was a good performance by Baker. Uh, Nick Chubb also had an incredible game. 21 carries, 161 yards, mm-hmm. uh, and a touchdown. Kareem Hunt had 61 yards on the ground. Um, yeah, this game was unbelievable. It was kind of a, you know, uh, the, the, the Browns had themselves a, a decent lead for most of the game. And then the Chargers come back from down 14. And then the fourth quarter is when things started popping off 
for this game. I was kind of watching multiple games at once. Um, I was watching Red Zone there for a little bit on Sunday. And then all of a sudden I saw this game. And it seemed like every five minutes the Red Zone would pop up and be like, oh, somebody's scoring. Somebody scored a touchdown. Somebody. So I was like, okay, looks like I'm switching over to this game full time. And man alive, was it worth it. This fourth quarter was pure chaos, Mike. Joe, they, they scored a combined was a 41 points 41. alone in the fourth quarter. They almost combined scored more than the Browns scored, and the Browns scored 42 points. <laughs> That's ridiculous. It was, yeah. I uh, and, and what sucks is I actually didn't even watch this game. I was watching the Cowboys game, <laughs> so I missed like one of the best games of the season. Yeah. I saw it in the highlights later. I was like, what was I doing? Like, I knew the Cowboys were going to blow out the Giants anyway. But yeah, it was just... It was nuts. It was it was touchdown after touchdown, score after score. Yep. And like I alluded to earlier, or like I said earlier, you get down to under two minutes, and we got the Browns pulling Austin Eckler into the end zone to let him score. Like yeah. the Browns were trying to let the Chargers score at one point. That's that's a crazy part of this game that, I, yeah, we got to talk about. The end of the game, uh, there's probably, I think it was past the two-minute warning already. The, the Chargers... Uh, are are in field goal range. They're down by one point, I believe, because Cleveland, I think, played pretty scared at the end of the game, trying to hold on to that one-point lead. Instead of playing aggressive, they gave the Chargers the ball back. They marched down the field. They're in field goal range. The Chargers aggressively trying to not score. Austin Eckler actually did a pretty good job on the earlier downs of sliding. He had a chance to get a touchdown. He didn't. So then he rushes uh, from about the three-yard line probably, and you can tell he wants to go down at the one-yard line, but the Browns literally push him into the end zone so that their offense can get the ball back. That was a hilarious part of this game and just kind of added to the to pure chaos uh, that this game was and, and what an incredible game it was. But I do want to talk a little bit about Justin Herbert. Um, oh, we have to. It, I think I think it's at this point he's very much in the MVP race. I don't know what your thoughts are on that, but he is only a second year player. Joe, I would I would have to say he's one of the front runners in the MVP race. I mean, he's got the Chargers at four and one, and I mean when you put up four basically four hundred yards on twenty six attempts or twenty six completions and have four touchdowns and no interceptions, a QBR rating of one twenty two. I mean. And this isn't a one-time thing. The tech, I mean, the Chargers have looked great this year. Um, they've had some flashes of poor play, I will say that. But, I mean, Justin Herbert has looked great this entire year. He's sitting at 50, almost 1,600 yards, 13 touchdowns, and three interceptions. Like, the man's here balling this yeah. year. And, and he, he does, I know, it. I know he does Patrick, it better than anybody. Like, the way he throws the football is just, I mean, it's beautiful to watch. Yeah. Yeah, and I know... Uh, Patrick Mahomes said in the offseason, like, you know, someone in the, in the, uh, some fan yelled at him in a golf tournament, like, hey, the, the Chargers are going to be good this year. And he says, I'll, I'll see it when I believe it or I'll believe it when I see it, whatever it was. Yeah. And, uh, I mean, we're seeing it right now. The yep. Chargers, they, they look dominant. Absolutely. People need to take notice. And I think people are the last few weeks. And listen, okay, I'm a Dolphins fan. I understand the Dolphins could have picked Justin Herbert when they picked Tua. Okay. You guys don't need to keep reminding me okay i know i don't forget stop ruining i want to enjoy watching justin herbert but people hey, refuse to joe. let me enjoy joe the dolphins could have had justin herbert did you know that really oh unbelievable yeah i, I forgot that that happened only what two drafts ago okay oh dude they should have taken him honestly i and i think that's that's a fair statement at this point but yeah you talked about uh herbert's uh stats on the season he's fourth 
in the league in passing yards. He's third in passing touchdowns, only three interceptions. To me, he's a star. He's a future Hall of Famer. I know that sounds insane to say right now, but just Ooh. off of looks, I, I'm not putting him in the Hall of Fame at this point yet. He's a good-looking boy, Joe. Off I know of, what you're talking yeah, about. I, yeah. Handsome White, yes, he's going to be in the good-looking Hall of Fame as well uh, with his with his hair. Um, and, you know, people want to talk crap about his acne. Listen, as somebody who struggles with with uh, with adult acne like myself, I can I can empathize with that. He's a good looking man. Um, I mean, it, to be honest, with that hair, he's got to watch out for Urban Meyer. I mean, he's got to keep his eyes out. No, man, it ain't blonde. It ain't blonde. He's okay. He's okay. Oh, true, true. He's okay. <laughs> no, but the Chargers, and you talked about how people doubted you when you when you put the Chargers. I thought you were crazy. I'm not going to lie. I thought you were crazy for saying the Chargers win this division. And listen, you, so far, through five weeks, and I even had some friends who were like, your cousin's insane. Your, you know, your co-host is insane for putting the Chargers uh, winning the division. And it seemed like a crazy thing, but you called your shot. And listen, it's not over yet. The Chiefs I still you oh, could make some noise. But through five weeks, absolutely. you don't look crazy. You don't look crazy. Absolutely. I mean, and I'm not, you know, some football guru that did so much analytic studies that I was like, oh, yeah, no, this is this is scientific. This is going to happen. No, I just... I've I've been such a chief hater, but I followed him all of last season. I watched him in the playoffs. Patrick Mahomes was a bit hurt. He struggled. Their offensive line struggled in the Super Bowl. They looked bad. And to start the year, it's been similar. Yeah. Patrick Mahomes can't do anything. He, he's trying to run around. He's trying to make something happen. I think Patrick Mahomes is trying too much and too hard to be Patrick Mahomes. Like, no, just let it flow. You can, I mean, run... 15 yards to the right and slinging across across the field onto the left side and you know find an open receiver but i think he's trying too hard to make plays and push plays yeah that's why the chiefs are struggling and their defense also is not looking solid at all like their defense got torched last uh yeah last night and so that's why i was like you know what the Chargers look good i know they didn't have a great record Brought in a new coach. Justin Herbert had a solid year. I think the Chargers can can definitely be a team to reckon with. Yeah, I like that. You, I, I, I actually agree. I, and I talked about this, I think, on uh, two podcasts ago. It might have been the one where you weren't here. But, like, uh, I agree. Sometimes I think Patrick Mahomes tries to do too much. Like, it's like you have Andy Reid. He's a very, very good uh, play caller. He's one of the best offensive – one of the best head coaches in NFL history. I, I don't know. Just – to me, sometimes it's like, just trust the offense. Some of the things Patrick Mahomes does, it's like you're trying to do too much. But anyways, to wrap up this game, the Chargers versus the Browns, I have a crazy stat. Uh, entering okay. Sunday afternoon, this is from NFL on CBS on Twitter is where I found this. Um, entering Sunday afternoon, NFL teams were 401-0 and in the Super Bowl era when, a, when scoring 40 points in a game without committing a turnover. So scoring 40 points without committing a turnover – a team had never lost 401 and 0 the browns with the browns loss this week they put up four they put up 40 points no turnovers that record is now 401 and 1 the first ever performance of a team putting up 40 points and having no turnovers and losing a game so dude Three years ago, that would have been the most Browns thing to do. Though. Like, <laughs> yeah. I mean, listen. we would have been like, ah, it's the Browns being the Browns, yeah. you know. But, but listen, now it's like, yeah. holy cow. Now they're a good team, and this was a, a fantastic game. And this is a game we'll talk about, I think, at the end of the season when we're reflecting on uh, the 2021 NFL season. But we talked a little bit about the Kansas City Chiefs. Why don't we move on to that game, the Sunday night football game between the Kansas City Chiefs 
and the Buffalo Bills. And the Buffalo Bills with an absolute statement win over the Kansas City Chiefs. We talk about statement wins. To me, there's no better example than this game as a statement win for for the Buffalo Bills. Would you call it a shellacking, Joe? A shellac. Listen, it's. I would say it's right on the borderline of being a shellacking. You know, well, you're I, just, dude. You're you're kind of a Josh Allen hater. Is it because Josh Allen was in this game that you're not calling it a yes. shellacking, Joe? <laughs> Listen, man. I, I have the right to remain silent. I'm not going to get into it. Uh, I I know my rights. I don't know how to talk about. You can't make me call something a shellacking. Okay. I'll know. I'll okay. know when it's a shellacking. All right. I like that. I like that. What were your uh so so did you watch this game? I know you said you've struggled staying up on the Sunday night like uh, Sunday night games because oh, you know man. you are a dad now. Yeah. Um and I understand that for you it's an hour later, but did you end up watching this game? I watched the first half and I'm not I'm not proud. I'm not proud to say listen, there was a lightning delay in the second half of this game. Oh yeah. The Bills were up. I was very tired. It would uh, and listen, little peek behind the curtain. I was sick this weekend. Uh, there's some sickness going around uh, our area here. Some people are getting sick. So I was quite sick um, at times. So I was just very exhausted uh, by Sunday night. So I will not lie. When the when the when the lightning delay happened, I think it was like an hour delay. I did go to bed oh, yeah. and I was like, I'll watch the game. I and I did. I watched the rest of the game in the morning. Uh, but yeah, I did not stay up for the second half. But uh, honestly. Chiefs didn't really show up in the second half either, so I wasn't really missing a whole lot as far as competitive football goes. Yeah, no, it was honestly. I watched uh, a good chunk of the first half. wasn't was like honestly not a whole lot going on. Uh, well, I mean the second quarter there was quite a bit of scoring. Don't get me wrong. Like Josh Allen had the ball for like what it felt like four minutes tops that entire first uh, half, and they put up. <laughs> 24 points. I, like, I, 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 I tweeted something in like the first quarter that it feels like the yeah. Bills have had the ball for 42 seconds. You know, it was weird because I wanted to tweet, Josh Allen looks more like Patrick Mahomes than Patrick Mahomes. Like, <laughs> he was out there just feeling loose, firing the yeah. ball 45 yards down the field, and what were, his receivers were making plays, tight ends were making plays, and Absolutely. the Bills just looked good. Like, it was... If you're a Bills fan, I mean, I'm out there jumping on tables, breaking tables in half. I'm having a good time. Oh yeah. If I'm a Chiefs fan, <laughs> I am. I'm walking towards the exit of the stadium because I'm like, I, I'm not paying. Like when that lightning delay ha- uh, happens, I'm going home. I'm like, yeah, I ain't <laughs> worth risking my life for this. <laughs> Fair enough. I'm not gonna risk getting struck by lightning to watch this defense get absolutely torched. Uh, but Josh yeah. Allen, you talked about uh, him in this game. This is his first win he's ever gotten against Patrick Mahomes. So a big statement win for him. Uh, he finished the game 15 for 26, 315 yards, three touchdowns. He also had 59 yards on the ground. It seemed like he had a lot more rushing yards than that. Like To start off this game, he was basically a glorified running back. They were just running him on like almost every play. But uh, um, a, a good game for the Bills offense. And Patrick Mahomes, we talked about him trying to do too much, struggling a little bit at times. Um, this, The Chiefs defense, I think, was the big takeaway from this game. Um, in my notes, I have uh, the Chiefs de- defense equals poopy because that's how they played in this game. The Chiefs defense was horrible in this game uh i mean wide open receivers all over the field for the buffalo bills um josh allen was able to i mean scramble and and, and find 
find open receivers. There was a couple plays where Josh Allen, I mean, there was nobody even around. I think the Stephon Diggs had a 60-plus yard touchdown. Um, Dawson Knox had a had a big, big touchdown where he was wide open after a bunch of Josh Allen scrambling. So this defense for the Chiefs I thought was the biggest, um, biggest disappointment for Kansas City in this game. Yeah, no, Joe, the, the defense struggled for sure in Kansas City. Uh, like I kind of was talking about, Patrick Holmes trying too hard. Defense clearly doesn't seem like they're trying hard enough. Um, but let's um, let's definitely not take credit away where credit is due. And, you know, Josh Allen. Josh Allen looked great in this game. And it's kind of a funny stat because Josh Allen and Patrick Mahomes were both the leading rushers for their teams. Um, I know Clyde Edwards-Hilaire went down with an injury. But, uh, yeah, Josh Allen... 15 for 26, only 15 completed passes, 315 yards, three touchdowns, had 59 yards rushing and a rushing touchdown. Um, and yeah, he just had, I mean, one of those games that, you know, makes you makes you think that Josh Allen's also, you know, in the, in the MVP race for sure. But his tight end, Dawson Knox, totally went off for three catches, 100, like almost 20 yards and a touchdown. So the Bills just, you know, with another solid outing, really hurt to watch because I'm a Pats fan and we're trying to chase him down in the division. But... <laughs> I mean, you cannot take away what, what the Buffalo Bills are doing right now. They went into Kansas City and just absolutely dominated the Kansas City Chiefs. Yep, 100%. It was a, like I said, statement win for the Buffalo yep. Bills. Like, it literally could not could not have been a better win. They, they dominated. It really wasn't close. The Bills just completely outclassed, outplayed the Kansas City Chiefs. And that defense, I know we talked about last week how I'm not worried about the Kansas City Chiefs and and. and We'll talk about them in the in the contenders or pretenders um, segment as well. We'll talk about that a little bit. And I'm not so much worried, but listen, this defense is bad. And, and for the most part, the offense is good enough to overcome. However, they cannot have a bad – the offense cannot have a slow game against the Buffalo Bills because the Buffalo Bills are a team that can score with the Kansas City Chiefs. They just can. Uh, and even if they're, you know their offense is not quite to the level that the Kansas City Chiefs are – uh, their defense is a lot better than the Kansas City Chiefs' defense is. The, the Bills' defense really, really impressed me in this game. They did not blitz Patrick Mahomes a single time. Literally never sent a blitz at him in this game. I believe that's the only... Um, I saw something that since next-gen stats has been around, that's the only game in history, uh, in NFL history, where no blitzes were sent. They did not send one blitz at Patrick Mahomes. They just covered everybody. They basically said, we're just going to try, we're just going to pray and try to cover everybody. They did an incredible job. And with this Chiefs defense, you cannot lay an egg like that playing against the Buffalo Bills because they can score uh, with the Kansas City Chiefs. So a big statement win for the Bills. And real quick, before we jump on to the next game, huge, huge, Huge breaking news just hit. I don't know if you saw it, Mike. Uh, I was just checking Twitter. We had a few. We had a little bit of technical difficulty. So if something happens here uh, in the last few minutes, if it sounded a little weird, just sorry about that. But technical difficulties. But massive news as John Gruden has just informed the Las Vegas Raiders he is stepping down as head coach of the Las Vegas Raiders. You are kidding me. I'm not kidding. I literally I oh. was I have to, I literally had to scroll through. I was stunned. Literally, John Gruden is stepping down as the head coach of the Las Vegas Raiders. 
Oh my gosh. Yeah, I'm looking at it right now. Raider head coach just stepped down after emails containing racist, sexist, and anti-gay remarks were made public. Holy. Wow. St- I, I heard that there were more emails. It was not just the apparent. I know. So th- for those of you that don't know, uh, John Gruden, uh, emails came out from 11 years ago where he was insulting the VP uh, of, of, I believe, the uh, the um the NFL Players Association, the NFLPA, uh, DeMoris Smith, I believe his name is, and he yes, called him like something yes. dumb, dumb Oris Smith with big Michelin tire lips, which obviously horrible thing to say. Yeah, uh, can't say it. Cannot say that, especially with with the racial implications of the big lips thing. You just you cannot say it. Say something like that. Yep. Horrible. We denounce that 100%. Um, and then there was also reports that there was more than just that. I had not seen anything else. Uh, at this point, I don't know if Mike, you saw any other reports of any other things that he had said. Um, That's all I had seen up to this point. So that one, I'm seeing that he there was more things out there. I'm like, oh, yeah. So apparently, he had said some misogynistic and 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 uh, homophobic things. And we're, I, I don't want to get too much into that because obviously, uh, we do not condone any of that. Uh, but um, just shocking, stunning unbelievable i and in most of these emails i believe are were released and again i don't have the full context of, about the other emails other than the demora smith one um i hope i'm getting his name right demora smith i think it is demora smith but i could be wrong um i don't know the other emails what what the what the content is in them but this email happened 11 years ago i think he was still on on monday night football at that point he was not the head coach of the raiders but in his second stint with the Las Vegas Raiders. Uh, wow, I'm just I'm stunned. I'm honestly at a loss for words. I don't even know what to say about John Gruden. Um, <laughs> I'm sh- I'm shocked because the Raiders had been looking good up until this past week. Um, yesterday they didn't play good uh, against the Bears at all. Um, I, you know I feel like a lot of that might have had to do with the emails getting leaked. You know he had probably a lot on his mind uh, during the game, and that is just wow. wow. Like I did not see this one coming. You know I mean. We had the Urban Meyer um, incident now with the John Gruden incident, like the, almost the same weekend or yeah. like a following couple of days later. Like it's watch out for your head coaches. I mean, <laughs> listen, things things don't look good. It's crazy. And to me, if it was any other head coach, I wouldn't be as shocked. But something about, you know, John Gruden and the Raiders love John Gruden so much. And John Gruden loves the Raiders. And the, John Gruden and the Raiders basically go hand in hand, almost like, you know, not to this extent, but Al Davis and the Raiders. Like Al Davis, I think, yeah. like John Gruden. And it was like, it's just stunning. Wow. Unbelievable. I think he's stepping down. So it must have been a mutual parting of ways. But just that news stunned me. I literally had to go onto Twitter and, and uh, like, check multiple sources to make sure. But th- that is a, that is official. John Gruden, you're hearing live on, wow. on this podcast as we're, as we're recording it. This happened. Uh, that is nuts. Breaking news. I just, yeah, and you talked about the Raiders looking really good. They looked good. They were three and zero, and they've lost two games in a row. What a turn for this Las Vegas Raiders team, and they'll now be looking for a new head coach to try to take over there. And the thing that sucks to me, and I, I don't want to speak too much on on stuff that I don't know much about, but John Gruden, as much as he's a goofball and like some of the things about him, I always thought he was a good dude. Like I, he's really seemed like a good guy. Yeah. And I, if, if honestly, it kind of makes me a little sad all this, and I hope that. He can, I don't know. I hope that he can, uh, I don't know. It just. I hope he can find happiness in whatever he uh, proceeds yeah. to do past football. Um, I hope that he can 
you know, I, I saw he, he apologized for a lot of things, which, you know, you have to do. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, I hope he's able to find uh, happiness. I'm hoping, I hope he's able to find, you know, something that he's passionate about. I uh, just as passionate about his football. Hope he's able to find something that he can do outside of the football world. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's just shocking. You know, I feel like if he would have got fired, it would have been less surprising to me than resigning. Yeah. Oh, 100 percent. The resigning. That's aspect. crazy. And listen, obviously, again, I don't want I want to say that we absolutely obviously we denounce uh, any of any racist comments and we do not agree. 100%, we 100%. do not agree with John Gruden. Obviously, obviously, that is without being said. Uh, but I, I, I as a person believe in, in forgiveness and I hope that ap- after time, hopefully, if, if John Gruden shows that he, he is not he is not the same man that made these remarks. And I think people can change. I hope that he, like you said, he can find happiness, and, and th- this sucks for him because I know that he, I know that he, he, uh, he loved coaching the Raiders, and again, it sucks for him. But also, you know, there are consequences to your actions, and he shouldn't have said. And I, yep. again, we do yep. denounce that, and those are things that should not have been said. Uh, but just crazy. Well, what an in- I almost don't even know where to go from this. Just an inc- a crazy breaking news here, live on the podcast. I mean. I know it's kind of a, a a weird turn, but we can go from one crazy thing with Gruden resigning to another crazy thing watching the the Bengals and Packers yeah, miss let's like do five it. or six field goals in the final two <laughs> minutes of yeah, the game. We got to move on eventually. Yeah, why don't you why don't you bring yeah. us into this game, Mike? Um, it was again. I I will say I picked the Bengals to win this game, and I almost looked good doing it. <laughs> um, and again, Bengals Packers, what a showdown! Aaron Rodgers, Joe Burrow. Um, you know, you would not be saying like last year, you probably wouldn't have thought like, Hey, you know, this is going to be a, you know, a showdown, you know, it's going to be a close game. Um, but Aaron Rodgers goes 344 yards, 27 for 39, two touchdowns and a pick Joe Burrow, 281 yards on 26 for 38, uh, pass, uh, completions two attempts, uh, two touchdowns, two picks, you know, Jamar chase and Devonta Adams had a, had a showdown in the receiver category jamar chase went 159 yards on six catches and a touchdown and devonta adams 206 yards on 11 catches and a touchdown so all in all it was it was a an explosive game to watch but coming down the stretch as a kicker watching this game you <laughs> have to be in pain oh yeah i mean watching miss field goal after miss field goal after you know you think mason uh crosby is one of the most clutch kickers in the nfl which you know he proved later on in this game because packers did win yep but, you know, you miss so many field goals. But I will say, Joe, I feel so terrible for the uh, Bengals kicker. I'm kind of blanking at his name Evan McPherson. at the moment. There we Evan go. Evan McPherson. The man kicks it. It looked like it was going dead center through the, <laughs> through the uprights. And then you could see the wind take the ball. Yep. And just it drew straight to the left. And it taps. It taps oh, the flag yeah. up on the goal post. And he's celebrating like he yep. won the game. Oh, that was so brutal. And someone had to tell him, you missed the field goal. Like, the oh, dude, the memes and the roasts <sighs> and just everything he's going to face now after he thought, we beat the Packers. I, I kicked the game-winning field goal. And sure enough, it was not the game-winning field goal. The thing is, too, Evan McPherson, he's a rookie, uh, I believe, if, I, if I'm mm-hmm. not mistaken. He's actually been a really good kicker so far this season. I think he's hit one or two game-winners. But that, yeah, that was brutal to see him missing the kick. Uh, it hits off the flag, the flag on the top of the yep. upright, and he thinks it's in. And he he said something like he thought that the officials were playing a joke on him. He thought that they were messing with him because he he said I struck oh, it well. No. I thought it went through. 
Uh, but just horrible, horrible kicker luck in this game. There was five missed field goals. Get this. In the final two minutes and 12 yep. seconds and overtime, yep. five missed field goals. Mason Crosby, I think, had three opportunities three. before. Yep, yep. Three. three opportunities to he he in all all in all he missed an extra point and three field goals. Evan McPherson, for as good as he's been this season, he missed both of his field goal attempts in this game. Uh, and then the game went to overtime, and still neither kicker wanted to win this game. Uh, yeah. Both teams refused. Joe Burrow, although he played pretty well, and uh, he ended up having to go to the hospital after this game because yep. he had yep some kind of throat. What contusion. did he have? I, yeah, throat contusion, which sounds unbearable. Holy smokes, that sounds yeah. awful. Credit to him for staying in the game. He is tough as nails. But um, Joe Burrow played well, had a really bad interception. But I, I think, if I'm not mistaken, the backers could not even capitalize off that. Um, but later on in the game, Mason Crosby hits a 49. Uh, yard kick to finally, finally redeem himself and finally end this game. A 25-22 to victory for the Green Bay Packers. Uh, in this game, you talked about uh, Aaron Rodgers. Uh, we did have a connection issue. I don't know if you talked about Devontae Adams, but he was unbelievable in this game. 11 catches. Got me a lot of fans. There you points. go. I can't even imagine. 11 catches, 206 yards and a touchdown. He, when he is clicking, when him and Aaron Rodgers are clicking, they're one of the most, if not the most, unstoppable duo in the NFL. Then you had Aaron Jones also chipping in a hundred yards. Yep. And listen, Joe, uh, another really good duo, uh, a young budding duo, Joe Burrow, Jamar Chase. Jamar Chase, you know, he went through it in the preseason, and I was right along there with with the people, and uh, you know, saying it did yep, not look good here. with with the with the not being able to catch the ball. He's been unbelievable this season. He had another, I think, 70-yard touchdown in this game. He finished six yeah. receptions, 159 yards, and a touchdown. What a, what a game. A crazy, crazy game. But who would have guessed, you know, in the preseason we'd be talking about the Bengals going toe-to-toe with the Green Bay Packers uh, in, in one heck of a game. Yeah, no, that's for sure. And I want to say it was Devontae Adams who came out and said, like, you know, a lot of people – I think he said like a lot of people were, you know, saying they should have won this game, but this isn't the Bengals from last year or two years ago. This is this is a good football yeah. team. And we're watching it right in front of our eyes. I mean, the Bengals aren't playing like the Bengals used to play. They're playing like a whole new team. And again, another thing I kind of said uh, before the season started, you know, if Joe Burrow can gain some confidence in the knee, if the offensive line can protect Joe Burrow, which at times seems like they just want him to die. <laughs> um you know, the Bengals can be a good team. Right now, they're sitting second in the division. Well, it'll depend on the, the Ravens game, I guess, tonight. Uh, but, yeah, they're sitting second in the division. You know, they're looking um, – they're they're in the, the pl- uh, they're in the hunt for the wild card spot. I know we're only five games in. But still, the Bengals are a totally new team. And, you know, they're looking like, hey, we they could be here to stay. Yep. Um, but we'll just have to kind of wait and see how the season plays. But, you know, on the other side of the ball – of course, we got the Packers, and like you said, uh, Devonta Adams and Aaron Rodgers have just been lethal these past few years, and you know they're they're honestly very fun to watch. Um, and you know, with all the uh, controversy in the uh, off season, I did not expect the Packers to uh, still be as good of a football team as they are. Even though this was quite a close game, like I figured the Packers would be a pretty terrible football team with everything that went around. Uh, their team this year uh, surrounded their team, but Packers are looking also like one of those teams that could be uh kind of kind of dangerous, you know, going into the postseason. Yeah, they're turning around. They're four and one. 
Uh, they're right basically in the position that they were expecting to be in. So after a tough start in week one, they've looked really good through the last four weeks. Um, but that kind of wraps up the big games. Why don't we quickly go through, before we get to our contenders and pretenders, where we might bring up the Bengals as well, why don't we go through some of the other games, uh, the rest of the games that we don't, we're not going to talk too much about, but just a brief summary, any takeaways from the game. Why don't we start off in London, England, uh, with the New York Jets against the Atlanta Falcons, a 27-20 to victory for the Falcons. And my takeaway from this game was Kyle Pitts, Finally having that breakout game that we were waiting for. Nine receptions, 119 yards, and a touchdown uh, in, in a, a, a decent victory uh, over in England for the Atlanta Falcons. I don't know if you have any takeaways from this game, Mike. Uh, my takeaway is I absolutely hate Kyle Pitts because I traded him in fantasy because he did <laughs> nothing, and now he goes off for like 27 points. I think so. that... Uh, no, Falcons played great this uh, in this game. Listeners of the podcast, if Mike, you should just uh, message Mike uh, on Instagram or on, on Twitter. And if whoever he's trading away, make sure you pick up that player because they're going to do really good the next week. Because didn't you trade yep, Tyreek? Tyreek, yeah. Hank, you know, 48 points the next <laughs> week. Trade away Kyle Pitts, 27 points the next yep. week. So um, you're a curse. Yeah. Okay, why don't we move? Yeah, I mean, my pick'em show, it was pretty bad, so yeah. <laughs> yeah, we'll get to that as well. Why don't we move on to the next game? New Orleans at Washington. Don't have a whole lot to say, but vintage Alvin Kamara showed up. 122 all-purpose yards, two touchdowns, and a 33-22 to victory over the football team. Any takeaways for you, Mike? We got the uh, LASIK surgery, uh, James Winston back. So, <laughs> yeah. uh, he's back, and he's ready to play. He's back. He turned it back on. Uh, and on to the next game, Detroit at Minnesota. Uh, Minnesota survives what was a, a colossal choke job near the end of this game, a 54-yard game, game-winning game kick for Greg Joseph. Uh, any takeaways in a 19-17 victory for the Vikings, Mike? How do you allow two games to slip away with less than a minute on the clock when you're up, <laughs> like going into the like? Oh, I just I can't, Joe. I don't even want to talk about it. Yeah, anymore. that's your Lions, man. You really the Lions are hurting. Uh, did me. you see? Okay, I, real quick, I, I don't want to. Uh, we're trying to speed things along here, but uh, did you see Dan Campbell after this game? He had a he had a he cried. Yeah, he had a post game press conference, and I think a lot of people might make fun of it, and I understand a little bit. Crying is maybe a little Shows bit far. Passion. But I love Dan Campbell, and I know you've been on him. Dude. You've been on him through five weeks, and he might. Who knows? He might never be an amazing coach. But to sh- to see the passion that guy has for this game, uh, especially when my the head coach of my football team is Brian Flores, a guy who just uses the same freaking excuses every week and shows no emotion whatsoever in his press conferences. To have a guy sit like you, like Dan Campbell, crying at the pro- podium, just saying our players did like they tried so hard and it hurt him so bad to not walk out of there with a win. I love that out of Dan Campbell, and to see that passion, more coaches I think need to show passion like that. Joe, he will forever be a great head coach for showing that side of himself, for opening him up, himself up for that. Yep. Um, I will not. I'm not gonna say he's gonna be the one of the winningest head coaches, but he, I think, is one of the greatest head coaches in the NFL just for showing that much passion. Absolutely. For the uh, for the game and his team. Just caring about your players like that. Like I think so many coaches lack that. I think guys like Mike Tomlin are really good with that too. Mike Tomlin, I think, is really good when it comes to sh- just being passionate and, and compassionate for his players, and it's genuinely like a family atmosphere. Whereas guys like you know Bill Belichick, for as great as he is as a coach, he's never been that kind of a guy. And I and it is nice Ronda to. S- Cincinnati. Yeah, exactly. It's nice to see a guy 
genuinely, you know, he you can tell Dan Campbell loves what he does. So shout out to Dan Campbell. Exactly. On to the next game. MCDC. Yeah, yeah, very good. Uh, and uh, on to the next game. Speaking of Mike Tomlin, his Steelers get a 27-19 to victory over the Denver Broncos. The Pittsburgh offense finally shows up a little bit. Najee Harris has a pretty good game. Uh, and Big Ben plays all right. Any takeaways from this game, Mike? Um, I really don't have many takeaways other than Ben Roethlisberger finally had a decent game. You know, <laughs> he finally didn't look like he was 50 years old. <laughs> fair enough. Fair enough. We won't spend too much time on this. We won't spend too much time on this next game either. Uh, the the Jacksonville Jaguars fall 19 to 17 to the Tennessee Titans. Nice bounce back win for the Titans against um the the legally blonde um <laughs> Jacksonville Jaguars. Well said. Well, well said. Nope. No. N- Derrick Henry looked dominant once again. Very good. The Titans, they needed that win. If you were to lose to the Jets and then the Titan or then the Jaguars the next week, yikes, you might have to sell your franchise. But on to the next game, Philadelphia at Carolina. This was kind of a back-and-forth game for a lot of this game. Looked like Carolina would pull it out, but a blocked punt at the end of the game for the Eagles. Secures a win in an ugly game. Uh, for the Eagles. Darius Slay had two interceptions, and that defense picked off Sam Darnold three times in this game. Sam Darnold, what are you doing? You're throwing away your... (laughs) There you go. There you go. On to the next game. Chicago at Las Vegas. We just talked about the Raiders having to look for a new head coach. Justin Fields is getting better. Uh, He didn't look... He's not... Listen, he's not setting the world on fire. He's getting better, and that's all you can really ask for uh, for a rookie. Any takeaways for you from this game, Mike? Well, without a head coach, I'm curious if the Raiders will will just collapse again, kind of like they did last That's year. That's a good, good question. We'll, we might get into that in the next segment. And San Francisco at Arizona, the Cardinals move to five and zero, spoiling the uh, debut of Trey Lance, who played all right, but I think Trey Lance has a long way to go before he gets to where he needs to be. Yeah, no, I agree 100. percent And again, Cardinals and uh, Kyler Murray. Just absolutely dominant. Yep, five and zero. Oh, the only undefeated team left in the NFL. And then the New York Giants versus the Dallas Cowboys. The Cowboys handle business against a Daniel Jones-less and Saquon Barkley-less uh, New York Giants team. A forty-four to twenty victory. Listen, the, the Cowboys just handled business. It sucks to see Daniel Jones, who has been playing well, go out. He looked. He had a scary concussion in this game, and then Saquon. Yeah. Had a brutal ankle injury. Any takeaways for you in this game, Mike? Um, you know, the Cowboys with Dak in that run game, if they can remain balanced, they are going to be a dominant football team for the rest of the season. Yep, and we'll probably get into them in the next segment as well. And then New England at yes. New England at Houston. Uh, New England just barely survives a surge from Davis Mills in this game, a 25-22 to victory. Mike, I'll let you take the reins on this one. I'm not going to say much. What I am going to say is our defense couldn't get off the field. They made Davis Mills look like the greatest quarterback on in the NFL. <laughs> but thank you to Mac Jones for, for hanging in there and, and doing everything he could to help win that football game. Crazy to think that Mac Jones wasn't the best rookie quarterback wearing the number 10 on the field against the Houston Texans. <laughs> I'm just, just saying. And then on to yeah, like, wow. the final game. My stupid Miami Dolphins falling 17-45 to to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I'm not going to lie. I was kind of impressed in the first quarter. I was expecting them to get blown out and not score any points. Uh, the blowout part was true. They ended up getting blown out in the end. Jacoby Brissett played all right. I, he was not the problem in this game. The defense looked lazy. They looked like they did not want to play for their head coach. 
Um, and just a, a pitiful performance. And just to put it in perspective how tough this season has been on Dolphins fans, uh, our team stinks. And then we have to watch Justin Herbert be the greatest thing ever uh, when our quarterback's on IR. Um, and then the Bills, the team that's in the top of our division, look like one of the best teams in football. Uh, and overall, just not a great time. Oh, yeah, by the way, we don't even have our first our, our first round pick in this upcoming draft. That belongs to the Eagles. So, I don't know, not a great time to be a Dolphins fan. But it's always a great time to be a football fan. Um, so Absolutely. why don't we move on to our our final segment before our pickums? A little segment we're calling Contenders or Pretenders. Mike, we're going to go over some teams that have good records, some teams that have impressed through five weeks, and we're going to let you know whether or not we think they are legitimate. And this is Super Bowl contenders. We're not talking playoff contenders. Yes. We're not talking wild card contenders. We're talking are these teams Super Bowl contenders? And the first team I want to start out with is a team that we talked about at the top of the show, and that's the Los Angeles Chargers. Mike, I want to get your opinion. Are the Los Angeles Chargers, and I think I know your answer, are the Chargers a legitimate Super Bowl contender or are they a Super Bowl pretender? Joe, they are an absolute Super Bowl contender. Stamp that in. Their offense looks absolutely dominant. Defense looks like it needs a bit of work, but Justin Herbert just leading that offense down the field. You know, you have Mike Williams. You have, um, oh, my gosh, Keenan Allen. Austin Eckler, can't forget about him. You know, that team absolutely put on a show this past weekend, and I feel like they're just going to continue to put on shows like that with the, the offense they have. I called it in the pre or in the before the season started. And I, I have a good feeling that they're going to finish strong. You did. You called your shot. And listen, I, I don't care about the Tua and, and Herbert thing. I don't care that I'm a Dolphin. I want to enjoy the Chargers. So I'm going to enjoy the Chargers. And I absolutely think they're a Super Bowl contender. And to me, I have a few things, few reasons why I think they're a Super Bowl contender. The first step to being a Super Bowl contender is having a quarterback. If you have your franchise quarterback, you're 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 halfway there more than halfway there you're three quarters of the way there and they absolutely have their franchise quarterback justin herbert is a special special player and then to make things better if you want to just be a legitimate super bowl contender uh you need the quarterback and also you need the head coach and to me they have the head coach brandon staley is absolutely the real deal when it comes to the head coach position he looks like the real deal and here's a few stats for me uh, what make the Chargers so special. You talked about their offense being so explosive, and that is absolutely true. They're one of the best teams in the league on third and fourth down, and to me that is so key because it shows they can win in key situations, which is a, something you need to do when it comes to being a Super Bowl contender. Uh, they are 48.5% uh, on third downs, which is fourth in the NFL. That is not Fourth in the NFL, and you know who's ahead of them? Buffalo, Dallas, Kansas City, and then you have the the Rams at six. So you're in really good company there. Those are other contenders. Yeah. And then on fourth down, they've converted on seven of eight fourth downs. So they're 87%. That's 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 uh, third in the league. So to me, that shows this team's not only really good, really talented, and they have the talent on the defense as well, but they can win when you need them to win. And to me... The Chargers are absolutely a Super Bowl contender. But on to another team in the AFC West, and we talked about them again at the top of the show. Let's talk about the Kansas City Chiefs. Mike, are they still a, a legitimate Super Bowl contender, or are they now, after struggling a few weeks, are they a pretender? 
Joe, again, people are going to be blown away by this. I'm going to say they are a pretender this okay. year. Okay. Um, we watched them last year get destroyed in the Super Bowl. Um, and so far throughout the season, a lot of teams have seemed to figure out how to stop the Chiefs. They've done it in multiple different ways. As you saw, the Bills did not blitz once yesterday. You know, got the win. Patrick Mahomes couldn't do anything. You know, we've seen teams just all out blitzing. Patrick Mahomes has no time to throw the ball. So what does he do? Throws it up. Doesn't work. They double team Tyreek or they try to double team um, Travis Kelsey. Of course, Clyde Edwards Hilaire is not going to, uh, him being out is not going to be uh, helping their case. Their defense has been struggling this year. If if they continue kind of going down this path, they're going to. I just do not think they, they're going to be able to fight their way back, especially with how, uh, how much success the Los Angeles Chargers are having. So I'm going to list them as a Super Bowl pretender. pretender. Okay, listen. I, that might sound crazy, but you've called your shot a few times and you've been right on a few situations. Uh, and for me, I still think they're a contender. Uh, I, I, I still I, I realize they've struggled and I know that defense is bad and they have one of the worst defenses in the NFL. There's no beating around that. Uh, but I talked about, what did I just say? The key to being a Super Bowl contender, having the quarterback. And then the second thing, having the head coach. And I think... Those two things, Andy Reid, Patrick Mahomes, as tough as things are right now, listen, they may not be as dominant as they have been in years past, but when you have those two things, I think you can mask a lot of issues on your football team. And that's my opinion. I, yeah. I, I just have a feeling they will be able to figure things out at some point this season. Um, One quick stat before we move on to the next one. The Chiefs defense has allowed the most points in the NFL up to this point. Wow. That's... Yeah, and that's that's not good. <laughs> that's not good. Yeah, no. Um, you don't want that. Yeah, that's their, their defense is. Listen, their defense is certainly not a championship contender. I can tell you that for sure. They're not a championship level defense. But I'm just banking on the fact that Patrick Mahomes is really good. Andy Reid is really good. Tyreek Hill's really good. Travis Kelsey's really good. And I think their offensive line is improved. I think they'll they'll get better as the season goes along. But who knows? Uh, maybe that time has passed. And now onto a team that got a little bit more interesting with the news that happened very recently. Another AFC West team, the Las Vegas Raiders. Mike, what do you think? Are they a contender or are they a pretender sitting at three and two? Two weeks ago, I would have labeled the Raiders as contenders. But after these last two weeks, um, especially those loss against the Bears, and then, of course, losing your head coach, can't forget that one. I'm going to have to label them as pretenders. Um, Joe, we, we watched it happen last year. They had a pretty hot start only to collapse. And I don't know what happened to the, what happened to the Raiders? Where's their magic? Like they only put up nine points this last yep. week coming from an offense who, who had been doing great. Um, they, they haven't been averaging that many points per game, but yards per game, they were right up to the top 10 pass yards per game. They were second. And I mean, I I don't see why they all of a sudden just went to pure like they just started struggling out of kind of out of the blue. It could be because they're you know what happened with the coaching situation and you know the head coach having quite a bit surrounding him um, that could have played a, a big uh, role in this last game. But I'm gonna have to put the Raiders at pretenders this year. Yeah, and I and I put them at pretenders uh, just to just to let you guys know before this John Gruden news hit. I think they got they listen. Uh, they were a team that started off really hot, three and zero. I think they benefited a little bit from the craziness of the beginning of the season, where crazy things can happen. They had a couple of crazy overtime games. 
Um, I thought they were always playing a little bit above what their talent level was at. And that's, listen, I, I, I was not high on them coming into the season, so maybe I'm just a hater. I didn't think that their team was that talented. Their offensive line, I think, is is a little, you know, uh, overrated. Uh, their defensive line, I think, will come back down to earth at some point. And I don't think their defense is as talented as they've been playing. And now with, with John Gruden gone, I think it's, it's safe to say it might be a third year in a row where the Raiders uh, collapse after after a pretty good start. And, and just the, the vibes. I'm going to go back to the vibes. The vibes in Las Vegas started off real high. Not so hot at this point. Sounds like you're at a blackjack table. Yeah, sounds exactly. They were Things were hitting. Things were really good. Uh, I've never played blackjack, but I'm assuming things can go bad uh, just as quick fairly quickly joe trust okay. me it can it can go south cool i'll take your word for it why don't we move on to the uh, the next team and i have the dallas cowboys and i'll start things off i've let you start the last couple so i'll start this off i have the dallas cowboys as an absolute super bowl contender there's no doubt in my mind the the dallas cowboys listen it doesn't take much i've talked about their my dallas cowboys um i, I it doesn't take much for me to get on the dallas cowboys bandwagon to me, they're stacked offensively. They're one of the most talented offenses in the NFL. That offensive line is clicking now. Dak Prescott in this last game, we saw him get like twisted around in his ankle. And like, in case you were wondering if that ankle's fine, it's fine. He's ready to go. He's a top five NFL quarterback. They have like probably a top five running back in Zeke Elliott now that he's back. Um, the receiving core is one of the best in the NFL. And now that the defense, listen, their defense is not good by any stretch of the imagination. Like, okay, good maybe, but they're not a great defense, but they can play good enough. They're much better than the Chiefs defense, and to me that's enough to make them a legitimate Super Bowl contender. I think they are going to be there at the very end fighting for the NFC Championship, fighting for uh, a Super Bowl title. What do you think, Mike? Are the Cowboys a legitimate Super Bowl contender? Well, Joe, I would like to just start off by saying that I believe that my wife's Dallas Cowboys are absolutely 100% for sure Super Bowl contenders, all right? People have been brutally trashing the Cowboys this year, saying that, oh, it's always the Cowboys year. This happens every year. I'm like, no, this is a different year. The Cowboys right now are sitting at second in points per game, first in yards per game, absolutely dominant when they have one of the better passing yard or passing games. They're sitting at ninth in pass yards, you know, per game, and they're sitting at second in rush That's yards incredible. per game. So, you know, Dak Dak Prescott has been absolutely dominant this year, coming off an injury, and the two-headed running game with uh, Tony Pollard and uh, Ezekiel Elliott has been absolutely lights out. You said the the defense needs some work, and I, I can agree there are some spots they need to work on, but at the same time, their defense has been. Uh, amazing like they've shown flashes of greatness dan quinn up there calling great defense i am excited for this week they are playing my new england patriots so our house will be divided this week <laughs> um and i think it's going to be a really fun game to watch honestly i think the cowboys will outscore the patriots but if the if the pats defense can do what they get did against the bucks we could be in for a bit of a showdown absolutely and to me you you, you mentioned that ninth in passing yards second in rushing yards it just shows the balance of this team and that they can beat you in so many different ways i'm all in on the cowboys i think with my team the dolphins being uh poopy i'm just gonna jump on to the cowboys i'm all in they're my team this year uh, i i think they'll absolutely be uh super bowl contenders 
but why don't we move on to another team, and it's the Carolina Panthers, another team that got off to a hot 3-0 and start. They've now lost, I believe, two in a row. I think they're at 3-2 and now. Uh, do you have the Carolina Panthers as contenders or pretenders? Joe, this is another one of them hard ones. Um, it's real difficult to say. I'm going to go ahead and say that the Carolina Panthers are pretenders, and here's why. I I believe after three wins, um, I was like, yep, Panthers are definitely contenders. They, they have a chance. They beat the Jets, the Saints, and the Texans. Yep. Two, te- two of those three teams have struggled all year long. The Saints, I from week to week, I cannot tell <laughs> what the Saints are going to do. Um, and I mean, they have the Cardinals, they have the Vikings, um, they got the Bills, the Bucks, and the Bucks again. So they got a few games coming up that are going to be absolutely, you know, they're going to be hard games to play. Um, and after watching what Sam Darnold did in this uh, this previous game, three interceptions, um, struggled against the Cowboys. He struggled as well. Um, if if the Panthers want a shot, they're going to have to figure out that offense and. I'm sorry, but Robbie Anderson and Sam Darnold really need to get that connection working because they have been it's been a fail between yeah. those two. Like they feel like I feel like they cannot get anything going between those two. So if their season, um, if they want to be legit contenders, C Mac has to stay healthy and those two gotta get it figured out. Yeah, Robbie Anderson, he's had a, a rough year. Him and Sam Darnold have not been able to get on the same page, which is so weird because they were teammates in, in New York for a few years. You'd think that they would be able to to, I don't know, have some chemistry, but no, that has not been there. And I'm on board. I'm saying the Carolina Panthers are pretenders. And listen, uh, a lot of these teams, uh, a team like like the Panthers, I'm not saying they're a bad team. Uh, that's not at all what I'm saying. I think they'll be a fringe playoff team, maybe just miss the playoffs, still be a really good team. I think they're a young team that's going to hit some bumps, going to hit some speed bumps. I think they have talent. Uh, Sam Darnold, has, I think, has been a little overrated at this point. I think a lot of people jumped on the Sam Darnold train saying, oh, look at him now, now that he's not in New York. He's played okay, but I I know I watched him on the in the Houston game. I was like, wow, this is what everybody's so excited about. He's still, you know, he's not amazing. Uh, he's playing okay no. at times, uh, but he struggled this past week. And listen, being a pretender is fine. You, you're just not going to compete for a Super Bowl. Uh, but on to another team, and that's the Cincinnati Bengals. We'll quickly run through the final two teams here. The Bengals, I have them also as a pretender at this point. Listen, listen, Bengals fans. I'm Again, this is another team. I'm not hating on the Bengals. I've been so, so impressed with the Cincinnati Bengals through these first five weeks. They've played much better than I would have thought, thought they would have ever played. But, again... This, this to me looks like a, a fringe playoff team. I think they might make the playoffs. Who knows? We're five weeks in. But Joe Burrows looked really good. Uh, as long as they can keep him upright, I think they can maybe squeak into the playoffs. But to me, you just look at the other talent in that division. The Steelers maybe not being quite as bad as we thought. I think it's going to be a tough, tough go around. I don't think the, the Bengals are quite ready at this point. What do you think about the Cincinnati Bengals? I have... A lot of praise for the Bengals and what they've done this year, but I'm going to label them also as pretenders. Um, I really love what I've seen out of Joe Burrow. I really love what I've seen out of Jamar Chase, even though in the preseason he was saying how hard it was to catch a football. <laughs> um, you know, I, I've seen a lot of good out of the Bengals, but at the same time, um, they just, I don't feel like they're ready yet. I don't feel like, you know, they have enough experience. I feel like they're a team that can make it to the playoffs, but I just don't think that they're going to have enough to, to to win a game or win multiple games to get to the Super Bowl. 
Um, and that's why I'm labeling them as pretenders. I, I think that, you know, they really, again, they're going to have to bulk up that offensive line to protect Joe Burrow more. And, well, one thing we saw, they need to work on their kicking game because you can't miss that many or that many field goals in a game and expect to win. Um, so, yeah, I, I'm going to go down the route of the uh, Cincinnati Bengals being pretenders this year. And that's okay. It's, it's, a, it's a rebuilding process. Yep. It takes a little while to be a contender, but I think they're moving yep. in the right direction. And then one final team. Definitely a good yeah, football definitely team. Yeah, definitely a much improved football team from where they were a year ago. And they've really, really surprised me through five weeks. And onto the final team is maybe we should speed things up. This has been a long episode, but uh, the Cleveland Browns, uh, are they, in your opinion, a contender or a pretender? I'm also going to go pretender. All right. And the reason being, you know, I, I saw them as contenders, but Baker Mayfield is definitely playing hurt. Um, I know they put on a great show here in uh, Los Angeles, but um, they really need to get the receivers going. Uh, Baker really needs to need some more offensive help. I know their running game has been absolutely dominant. Um, Odell's got to get going. I think Jarvis Landry is still hurt. He needs to get back and healthy for them to be uh, contenders again. And that defense, you cannot be giving up 47 points. Yeah. Um, if, if you want to be a contender, um, and they have a tough division as of right now, they got the Ravens. Um, I know the Steelers haven't done much, but they also have the Bengals and, you know, both of those teams, the, the Ravens and Bengals have been playing really well this year. So the Browns are going to have to play absolutely almost perfect if they want to get into the playoffs and then to make it all the way to the Super Bowl, they're going to have to play lights out. And like I said, Baker Mayfield playing with a with a torn shoulder, you know, just a beat-up shoulder, it's going to be really hard for them to, to win a Super Bowl. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I, I'm going to disagree with you on this one again. I think oh, okay. I think the Browns are contenders. Uh, and I know they, they lost this game, and, and at times they've struggled. I know Baker is hurt. I'm just going to say if Baker gets healthy at some point, and that's a big if, I think with that running game, I think they have the ability with that defense, if they can play how they've played at some points this season, they have the ability to be a team that can slow down games against good team, good offensive teams like the Bills, like the Chiefs, where they can run the ball, make the game shorter. I think that will benefit them potentially if they get later on. And we saw them. They were in the AFC. Were they in the AFC? No, sorry. They were not the divisional round last year, not the championship game. The divisional round, they went toe-to-toe with the Chiefs. Um, although you did say the Chiefs were pretenders as well, so I guess that makes sense that you would think that the Browns are now pretenders. But I'm going to say, because I love the Browns, that they are contenders um, and and. Before we wrap, go into the the picks. I do want to say we didn't go over some of the obvious ones. Obviously, the Buccaneers are contenders. We're not going to talk about them. We know that. I think obviously the Bills are Super Bowl contenders. I think we're in agreement with that. I think obviously, um, I don't know, the Packers, I think at 4-1, and one, they seem to be uh, a, a contender, although that one you could maybe disagree with. And then the Rams, obviously, that th- those those seem like teams that will probably be in contention for the Super Bowl. So we didn't talk about them. Just because we didn't talk about them does not mean that they're not Super Bowl contenders. I just wanted to c- kind of go over some of the more contentious teams. But then, moving on real quick to the Week 6 picks. And, Mike, you talked about last week. It was a little bit of a tough one for you last week as far as the pick comes. Why don't you tell uh, the listeners what happened last week with your picks? Oh, Joe, it was great. You know, I had an amazing week. <laughs> um, almost every one of my picks was right, except for, what was it, nine of them. <laughs> um, so right now I'm sitting at six and nine. It's been like kind of like week one. It, it was absolutely terrible. <laughs> Struggled the entire day um, with all the teams I picked. 
But I will say some light at the end of the tunnel. We got the Colts winning right now. I believe it's 16 to, is it 16 to 3? Um, if I'm not wrong Maybe. here, I don't let me, even, let me just double check on that. 16 to 3 what is, is uh, the what the score is in the third quarter. So the Colts have been playing a well, a pretty well game. And so, you know, hopefully they can hold it on to it and I can, uh, you know, save one more pick. Yeah. So last week, uh, Mike went 6-9, and nine, and this is not including Monday night, obviously, as we have not seen the result at this point. I went 11-4, and four, so a little better than Mike. Uh, and Mike had a two-point lead in the overall season standings uh, going into this week. I now have a three-point lead. I'm sitting at 49-30. and 30. Uh, Mike's sitting at, sitting at 46-33. and 33. So why don't we move on to week six picks, hopefully... Well, for my sake, hopefully you don't have a better week, but hopefully I have a good week. Um, why don't we go on to the first game? Tampa Bay at Philadelphia on Thursday night. I'm going to pick the Bucks to win this game on a short week. Who you got in this game, Mike? Joe, I think it's pretty obvious. I am also going to be taking the Buccaneers. I don't see the uh, the Eagles doing much against the Bucks this week. All right, and then on to the London game on Sunday, the first game on the Sunday slate. My Miami Dolphins against the Jacksonville Jaguars. Yeesh, what a game. Sorry, London. Um, I'm going to pick Miami, I guess. I guess I still, I don't know. If the Dolphins, listen, if they lose this game, they're leaving Brian Flores in London. They're not letting him get on back on the plane. So I'm going to pick the Dolphins. Who you got in this game, Mike? Joe, I'm actually going to go with the Jacksonville Jaguars. <sighs> the Jags are going to get their first win. I am probably going to be very wrong, but I don't know. The, the Dolphins have just looked absolutely terrible this year, and I'm not throwing shade or putting shots on you there but that's fair but the dolphins have just looked absolutely that's terrible. fair it hurts but it's fair and then on to the next game cincinnati at detroit i'm gonna pick cincinnati i mean detroit's got to win at some point uh are you picking them here against cincinnati joe i think i'm gonna ride with them all year <laughs> long. um i'm gonna go with detroit all right. uh, I, I mean motor motor city has to win at least one game this year and i as much as I'm a Bengal fan this year, I'm I'm just gonna stick with Dan Campbell. I love it. I love your commitment to the bit. It's very very good. Uh, and then on to Kansas City at Washington. I'm gonna pick the Chiefs to bounce back against the football team. Who you got? I'm gonna I'm gonna rock with you on that one. Uh, I Washington struggled against the Saints, so we're gonna go Kansas City. All right, and then on to Minnesota at Carolina. Uh, I'm gonna pick the Vikings. I think they've played well at times. Carolina, I don't know, could be in for a rough couple of weeks if they lose this game. But I'm going to pick the Vikings. Who you got in this game? I'm going to go with Kirk Cousins and the Vikings. All as right. Well. Um, I I don't I don't see the Panthers winning this game, Joe. Some of these ones we agree on. I'm very surprised by. And then on to Houston at Indianapolis. Um, this is I don't know. I guess Indy is looking good now, and I I'm gonna I'm gonna pick the Colts to win in this game versus the Texans. Who you got, Mike? Joe, I'm going to go with the Colts as well. Texans, even though Davis Mills looked great this last week against a terrible defense, I'm going to rock with Carl Wentz and uh, two Carl Wentz. Wentz. And then on to Los Angeles Rams versus the New York Giants. Um, whether it's Mike Glennon or whoever is that quarterback, I'm going to pick the Rams to win in this game. Uh, who you got? You don't even need to ask me. We're going to go with Matthew Stafford and the, the Los Angeles Rams. Very good. Rams. Sticking to Los Angeles teams, let's go with the Chargers versus the Baltimore Ravens. Uh, I'm going to pick the Chargers. I think they're they're on fire. We I talked about them being a Super Bowl contender. I think they're hard to stop at this point. Yeah, no, I fully agree. Um, the Chargers have looked dominant, and the Ravens are getting beat by the Mr. Two Sprained Ankles right now. So, 
Um, we're going to go with uh, Justin Herbert. All right, and then on to Green Bay at Chicago. Um, give me Green Bay, although I think Chicago could make this close, closer than we think. Yeah, I think it might be an okay game. I know the Bears right now are sitting, I believe, at three and two, but you know we're gonna we're gonna take uh, we're gonna take Green Bay. All right, and then on to Arizona at Cleveland, uh, and I'm gonna pick Cleveland to win in this game. I don't know. Oh. I think Arizona's got to lose at some point. Uh, I think Cleveland's got the talent. They could. Uh, that secondary is okay if everybody's healthy. I know Denzel Ward is hurt, but if he is back. Uh, if they can get back to healthy, I think they could uh, give the Cardinals a run for their money. Who you got in this game, Joe? We're gonna we're gonna cho- we're gonna. Um, you said you took yeah. the Browns. That's honestly a tough one. I'm, I'm gonna stick with the Cardinals. All I'm gonna right. stick with the Cardinals. All right, we gotta disagree. Um, we're gonna go with Kyler Murray and K- Cliff Kingsbury. We're gonna disagree on okay, this. Okay, we one. gotta disagree at some point. Then Las Vegas at Denver. Uh, I picked Denver before all this craziness happened. Just I don't know. I have I have a feeling that the Raiders are on a bad path right now. So I'm gonna pick Denver, even though I Denver kind of struggled this last week against Pittsburgh. Who you got in this game? Absolutely. the The Broncos looked rough against the uh, the Steelers, but with everything surrounding the bad vibe, Las Vegas Raiders. Um, we just I I can't I can't choose them right now. We're gonna go with the Broncos. All right, and then on to the final of the early Sunday games Dallas at New England sorry Mike uh this is for all the crap you talked about my team earlier I'm gonna pick the Dallas Cowboys to beat your New England Patriots uh are you going with the homer pick or are you picking the Cowboys we're going with the homer pick we're in Foxborough don't know what the weather's gonna be like and Mac Jones is gonna show the world (laughs) that you know, Dak Prescott is not. All right, listen, I I can't. I'm 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 okay with you picking the Homer team. You got to root for something, um, and that we are still. Hey, you know what? Before we move on to the next game, I would like to say the Patriots are still contenders. Oh, Joe. we shoot. still have. Sorry, a I didn't even bring them up. Sorry, they're still. I know you said they were going to win the Super Bowl at the beginning of the season. There is still light. We still have it. We still have a path. It's going to happen. Very good. And then on to Seattle at Pittsburgh, the Sunday night game. Um, I picked Pittsburgh. Oof. I picked Pittsburgh in this game. Uh, I just don't think Seattle's roster is that good without Russell Wilson. Sorry, man. Joe, we're we're not rocking with Geno Smith. Ah, uh, so I I figured I would leave it to you. Leave it to you to rock with Geno Smith. Okay, respect, <laughs> respect. Geno's winning this game, all Joe. Right. He's gonna he's gonna show the Steelers what he's made okay, of. Okay, all right. I hope he does. He's going. He he's got his work cut out for him. The Steelers' defense is pretty good. Uh, but that is a rough Sunday night game now with all the injuries and yeah, everything. That is bad. And then on to Monday night, the Bills in prime time again. The Bills versus the Tennessee Titans. Uh, the Bills are on fire right now. I'm not picking against them. I'm going to pick them to beat the Titans on Monday night. Who you got in the Monday night football game? Joe, I'm also going to go with the Buffalo Bills and Josh Allen. Um, they, like you said, they look dominant. I'm not going to pick against them. Um, Titans, if they pull this one out, they might be in, in shape to be a contender as well, but I just don't see it happening. All right, there you have it. The results, uh, one of us, I bet you, has them all right. I'm just kidding. Uh, probably not going to happen. But those are our picks for week six. Wow, I'm a poet, and I had no idea. Um, uh, also, a couple, there's four teams on by. I didn't mention it. I was going to mention it at the top. Atlanta, New Orleans, the New York Jets, and San Francisco 49ers are on by, so we're into the bye week uh time of the football season so that's going to change things up a little bit make sure you check your fantasy lineups people uh but that will wrap up a long long episode of 
this week's show, Mike. I don't know if you have anything you want to say before we wrap this thing up. No, Joe. Um, everything I, I believe I put everything out on the table. Um, again, I feel like it was another successful episode. It was a lot of fun talking. Um, but now I'm, I'm I'm really excited to go put up some dining room chairs. All right, sounds like a good time. He's got to go do some dad things. You know how it is. Absolutely. Uh, but Mike, it's been fun talking football. Uh, yes, sir. Couldn't have asked for a better two hours, whatever it's been. Um, we're looking forward to week seven. Uh, make sure that you guys share the podcast with your friends if you guys enjoy it because everybody knows we enjoy it and it's a good time. So make sure that you share. Make sure you subscribe. Make sure you follow us on social medias. Rate us five stars. But until uh, week seven, we will catch you guys on the next one. <laughs>